the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. about now on his way to Italy to see Bruce Springsteen. All right, so what's wrong with a little B-52s? What a lucky guy that Arthur is. <laughs> you know, I want to be Arthur Idella in my next life, right? You know, but And by the way, here I am co-hosting. I'm Christine Nicholas. Um, happy to be here tonight. Matt, thank you so much for your help. You're welcome. Thanks for being here. Yeah, and we're joined in the studio by a good friend, Carrie, who doesn't want to be on mic. That's okay. I'm going to respect that. But uh, I, you usually hear me on Friday nights on Radio Night Live with co-host Kevin McCullough, the professional uh, host of Friday Night Live. Uh, but tonight, I get to fill in for Arthur Idala, right? So here I, I thought he would be away, and I'm having lunch today with a good friend at and, Café Un de Trois, and, and who walks in? Arthur Idala. I know. Hmm. He's everywhere. I'm like, what, <laughs> what are you doing here? He's like, uh, I'm like, I thought I'm filling in for you. I thought you were away. He's like, I am on my way, but I wanted to have a good lunch. So I went to Café on Detroit on 44th Street, one of my favorites. So if you're ever looking for a place to eat before Broadway, after he, Broadway, it's pretty good. Did he give you any pointers on how you should <laughs> take care of his show today? <laughs> Nothing. He left me hanging. Nothing. Oh. It's like I'm on my own. I'm just flapping in well, the wind Well, you here. are seasoned. We hear you weekly. So um, we, you, we are in all good hands right now. Well, thank you very much, Matt. We're in great hands with you. I do want to say, though... Uh, after this wonderful show, if I get through it, if I survive, You'll get through it. you might want to tune in to Kevin McCullough for Radio Night Live because tonight is Travel Tuesday, which is other than Friday Night Live, which is Fun Friday, is my favorite night, everybody's favorite night of the week. Travel Tuesday is all about travel. John Graham is going to be Kevin's guest tonight to talk about virtual travel and new advancements in virtual travel. I, I don't know about this virtual travel. It's <laughs> Supposedly, it's improving the health of those assisted in assisted living homes. Look, I think it's great if well, people good. can, you know, you, that must be tough if you can't travel anymore and you were a traveler. So I guess you put on the headset and you get to go to these beautiful, fabulous places. So, And he's also going to talk about proper seat etiquette on airplanes. Okay. That could be good. I, I'm going to have to listen because I'm flying on Sunday to Orlando. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh gosh. Are you, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Seat etiquette to Orlando. Just yes. yeah, take an ambient. I don't know. If, you don't, if you're not used to kids, man, those flights to <laughs> Orlando, they can be pretty rough. 
And I don't mean turbulent rough. I just mean really loud. Okay, okay. <laughs> but good luck to that. Uh, folks, we got a great uh, show tonight coming up. We've got um, two amazing bid leaders. The bids are the business improvement districts in New York City. They're really the private sector entity that is making, getting stuff done. I'm not going to curse on air like the mayor. He, <laughs> he has a colloquialism. <laughs> but it's getting stuff done. And there are two, Barbara Askins from the 125th Street bid. She's a dynamo. Um, she was really one of the earliest bid members. She created the bid up on 125th Street back in 1993. And then we're going to be greeted by Tom Harris, who you know, Matt. I mean, Tom's like Times Square, Square Tuesday. Tuesday. He's our guy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, T-Square. We like T-square. to call him T-Square. So Tom will be on. And the reason why I like to have um, the two of them on is because I think when you look at neighborhoods, not only in New York City, but when you say New York City and you think of really unique neighborhoods, two come to mind, right? I know uh, there's Times Square and there's Harlem. Absolutely, 100%. They are so well-known. You also have Little Italy. You mentioned Mm -hmm. since Arthur's going to Italy, you can't even get to Little Italy. Can't get there, no. (laughs) I mean, it's just a subway ride away from here. But if you want to go up to the real Little Italy, you got to go to the Bronx because we know our good friend Peter Madonia, who's been on the show many times. Arthur Avenue, of course. Yeah, Arthur Avenue is amazing. But um, I wanted to have Barbara and Tom both on because there's so much going on in those two neighborhoods in particular, especially up in Harlem as of late. Barbara Askins is... uh, by the way, she just started a radio show up there called 125th Street and Beyond. Uh, different station, so I can't plug it, but I can <laughs> tell you that it's great that they're able to get their voice out, you know, and they understand the value of radio. So thank you, AM 970, for us giving us the voice uh, to talk about all the great things that are happening in New York. And one of them is what's happening on 125th Street. She made a little bit of news about two weeks ago, a lot of bit of news. It was on the front page of the New York Times about a lawsuit. So I'm going to let her uh, talk about the details. So don't go away. Listen up for uh, Barbara Askins. And then when Tom Harris comes on, there's so much going on in Times Square, especially in the summertime. And you know what? Broadway is in Times Square. We got the Tonys. Great news today that they finally came around and they will be telecasting the Tonys. That's wonderful. That was a scary thing, right? Uh, Absolutely. Got to get the word out. Got to have everyone come and see because Broadway is a global audience. Uh, Broadway is a global audience, and when you look at Broadway shows, they get so much uh, boost and recognition from the Tonys. Um, and Juliet, by the way, is a nine-time Tony-nominated show that's on Broadway right now. I had the honor of being with Adrian Arch last night at the Met Opera Gala, and wow. Paolo Schott was our table guest. I mean, how cool is that? <laughs> that's very cool. I mean, he is... Um, by the way, gorgeous. But aside from that, <laughs> he's classically trained in opera and he is on Broadway in and Juliet. So, uh, you know, that show has gotten a bit of buzz. I think you should try and go see it if you can. And there's so many some other great shows right now. I just saw um, my last show that I saw was um, Peter Pan Goes Wrong. I know it's not on the top of everybody's list, okay. but it's funny. And if you want a show that you just don't want to like have to think, and it's it's just you're laughing. I haven't laughed that hard. My stomach hurt when I laughed. That's how wow. much my husband and I were just like <laughs> balled over laughing with like this British humor. And um, the other show that's really nice to uh, you get a great a great feeling is Some Like It Hot. It's it's another mm-hmm. one wonderful fun show. And the theaters were full when you went, right? Totally, great, yeah, totally. I, I mean, like that the economy is 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 coming back. Slowly but surely. Yeah, I mean, I think they still have a little ways to go. So if you are a group 
traveler or if you're a school group, if you're teachers out there, take the kids to see a show. I know there's still been some hesitation there with school groups about coming in. You know, it it is, well, Tom Harris will tell us about how Times Square is doing, but it's doing much better than I think the, uh, the media. And we'll talk a little bit Good. about that because the eyes of the world are always on Times Square, the eyes of the world always on Harlem. Do you think that casino may be opening up in Times Square? Well, it's going to take a little bit to have that, but they certainly have star power behind it right. with Jay-Z. With Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some other casino uh, plans outside of Times Square. There's one at Hudson Yards. There's one in Coney Island. Um, M- Empire City Casino should get a license. They have waited a long time. MGM has come in to you know, sort of boost them up. They really deserve it. Um, they've been in for the long haul. And the one out in Queens, um, Resorts Worlds, I think they're going to get a license as well. So then it's down to one. Right, exactly. And so, everyone's uh, heavy priced just to apply for that uh, application. Too. Yeah. I think, I don't think they cash the check, though, for those that lose. <laughs> that, that would be one way of balancing the city's budget. Everybody has to pay $500 million to apply, <laughs> whether you win or lose. Now, that's a gamble. I bet a lot of restaurant investors would not take. <laughs> I just hope some businesses really benefit from that fee. Yeah, I hope so, too. Uh, but it should be, um, you know, gambling is is quite an interesting business. Just seeing it in, um, in Las Vegas, it's beyond just gaming. You know, there's a lot of entertainment that is tied to it. Um, so a lot of people could actually go to casinos that have no interest in gaming, no interest in gambling. So I don't know, Matt, are you, uh, you play the you I'm not a big gambler. You know, mm-hmm. I may go to a casino maybe once every six months. Okay. Um, I know that sports gambling is everywhere. I do like yeah. sports, but I have not started to gamble on it. Yeah. I don't think I will, but uh, it is uh, prevalent everywhere, mm-hmm. really. I see the advertisements everywhere. Uh, yeah. Every other commercial when you're watching a sports game is for a gambling app. Yeah. And I know that was also provided in New York City to put an influx of money, mm-hmm. and it has been paying off. Just like recreational marijuana. (laughs) Yeah. Well, unfortunately, though, the recreational marijuana isn't really benefiting anybody, uh, in my personal opinion, because there's only now, I think, four (laughs) or five licensed uh, authorized marijuana stores. Uh, And that's what I think Barbara Askins is going to talk to us about. She made a bit of news um, by suing the state. Harlem has sued the state about Mm -hmm. where the location will be of the dispensary on 125th Street. And she has good reason, and she'll explain that. But as we hear the tinkling tunes of the Grateful Dead, who, by the way, will be coming in for their last tour, they're actually retiring. They'll be at City Field on June 21st. I will be there with Kellyanne Curtin and a few (laughs) other good friends. Um, The eyes of the world, always on Harlem, always on Times Square. So whatever happens there, they're in a fishbowl. The world hears it. If they sneeze, the world gets a flu. Right. Right. In New York, that's why we have to embrace our cities. We have to embrace our neighborhoods. Uh, so I'm really pleased. Don't go away. Uh, Barbara Askins will be with us at, next on AM 970, The Answer. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. 
Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet, you need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best, period. <laughs> so tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, the answer. Okay, folks, exciting news from Connors and Sullivan. We all know that we need a will, a trust, a power of attorney, a healthcare proxy, a living will. We know we need to address our estate plan. And how are you going to do that? Our friends at Connors and Sullivan are going to give you a free seminar and have all of your questions answered by Mike Connors himself. Monday, June 19th at Buckley's Restaurant in Avenue S in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Tuesday, June 20th at DeLuca's Trattoria, 616 Forest Avenue Staten Island, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Wednesday, June 21st at the Greenhouse Cafe and 3rd Avenue in Brooklyn, New York at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Thursday, June 22nd at Conley's Corner, Grand Avenue in Maspeth, Queens, 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Friday, June 23rd at the Adria Hotel, Northern Boulevard in Bayside, Queens, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. And if you can't make any of these free seminars, call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointment. 718-238-6500. And as Mike Connors always says the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all listen to am 970 the answer on alexa tune in iheart or odyssey.com I know. Well, welcome back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. I am Christine Nicholas filling in for Arthur Idala. See, so we can have some fun when Arthur's away, right? When Arthur's away, I, love it. <laughs> I can be any woman I want to be. And if I want to hang out with women, I can too. Because guess what? Women are very powerful. And I think Matt would agree with that. So would very Arthur. Very much so. And one of my faves uh, is Barbara Askins. Uh, so welcome, Barbara Askins. She is the bid a chair bid president, rather, of the 125th Street bid. And she has been the longest serving bid director because she founded the 125th Street bid back in 1993. And we had the pleasure of working together when I was at City Hall, when I was at NYC and Company, and now again on a couple of projects. So welcome, Barbara Askins, to Radio... Sorry, not Radio Night Live. That's my other show. <laughs> Welcome, Barbara Askins, to AM 970, the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Thank you so much, Christine. And I'm excited to be on the show and to hear what you're going to ask me. And hopefully I'm going to give you the answers that you are looking for. Well, terrific. Well, I think one of the ways we're going to start is just to get a better understanding of what the bid does and the boundaries of the bid, because... You know, on the other show on Friday Night Live that I'm on with Kevin, we 
have had a number of the bid presidents on, but we haven't had you on yet, Barbara Askin. So tell us a little bit about 125th Street bid. Okay, the 125th Street bid is a very unique bid, and I like to say because it is really a bid that is um, embracing the community. Our boundaries are from Morningside to Fifth Avenue, and we um, have a driving a driving goal which embraces the community, and that's particularly the culture. You know, we are looking at the the culture to drive the economics of 125th Street from a business perspective, which is not easy to do, but there's the commitment from the community as well as the commitment from the business property owners. Um, we are a bid that have um, key properties that are key to the community being successful, uh, but also a tax-exempt properties like um, the Apollo Theater, the Studio Museums, our arts and culture. And, and I find our bid to be, you know, just really um, – one that is very passionate about the goals because they, the owners, carry the tax assessment that those properties who are exempt would naturally have to pay. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's it's a bid that went through the formal process with zero objection across the whole ULERT process. So we are truly a community bid that have formed what I think is a great example of the public-private partnership model. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it has been now 30 years since the bid was formed. So take us back to 1993 and what you had to do in order to form the bid. And also just give us a, you know, how 125th Street was back in 1993 and how it is now. Sure. So I came to the job in like 1980, 87, and 125th Street was in the midst of um, a major, $17 million, that was major for us then, $17 million street reconstruction project. People may not remember there were trolley cars still, the tracks still on 125th Street. Wow. The, we had all of our water mains replaced, the infrastructure underground. There was a whole new design that is driving us crazy right now with these decorative bricks. Um, and even the old modular uh, traffic signal panels that was on the street, but it was an uplift for us. And so because of the the different type of street improvements that were put there, uh, DOT uh, have what they call distinctive improvements. And whenever there are distinctive improvements, there has to be an organization that maintains them, which became the impetus for creating a business improvement district. The community designed the street. They wanted an organization that could maintain. And we were the business improvement district was supposed to be created for part of that project. So that's how I came in as a merchant liaison who was to help to keep the businesses, help them survive during this reconstruction. And then once we started creating the business improvement district, the business owners said, if we have to pay this additional tax, then we want marketing and promotion. Mm. So through that project, we created a, uh, that process. We created a steering committee, and one of my little secrets is I made my steering committee the same makeup of what a bid must have. I had 15 property owners, and I had 15 uh, commercial tenants. 
I made sure I looked at who were multiple owners, who owned the most and who owned the least least amount of properties and paid the less uh, taxes so that we had everyone in the room at the same time that we were creating. And so once we created, even if we lost people, we would have the 51% that was required. Because as you may know, mm -hmm. you must have 51% of the assessed value of 51% of the total number. So I incorporated that into my process um, during the time that we were creating the bid. And I, I attribute that, you know, as a part of the success because I didn't have to go back to people after we were at that point with our district plan explaining to them what we needed to do. I had them to be a part of the process and stuff. So, you know, the organizing uh, was difficult, I can say. It's very difficult to organize and talk people into an additional tax assessment in the middle of the street being dug up. And I see that, you know, some of those models are still being tested. But because of that, it took us three years. And I think that yeah. when you're talking someone into paying an additional assessment, they need to see you know, the future or the potential of the future. Like a lot of business people, you know, told me during this process, we don't mind losing money, but we want to know how long we're going to lose money. When is this going to turn around? How you talk return on investment for us taking on this additional tax? So it was a growing period for me as well, Christine. But And at the time, I didn't know that I was creating, you know, a model way to operate but afterwards and watching other people creating bids and, mm -hmm. and how they go about it, I realized, you know, what things we did that were successful that maybe could be applied in other areas. Well, when you look at the Renaissance of Harlem back in from 1993 up until present day, you have so much investment in Harlem on 125th Street. I just don't think that that would have taken place if not for the bid. You know, when these folks are coming in, uh, you know, whether it's the movie theater or it's the big box stores or it's uh, a hotel, they want to make sure that there's someone there on the street level that can communicate with the other businesses. And if anything goes wrong, anything goes right, they want to be able to know that there is a go-to person. And that go-to person on 125th Street is Barbara Askins. Uh, Barbara, I wanted, I, you know, I wanted to just also touch base because you made uh, quite a bit of news back April 27th when the 125th Street Business Improvement Association decided to take a very big step um, against the New York State Cannabis Dispensary, uh, which was supposed to be, or it's supposedly, we don't really know for sure because there's still so little information, but it's supposed to go to 248 West 125th Street. Why did the bid board oppose that site? And tell us what the latest is with the uh, with the lawsuit. Yes, and so one one question um, I did not answer in your first question was the conditions on one twenty fifty right. back during that time. And I think that you know it ties all into this, and with everybody being involved during that time, we had a lot of drug issues on one twenty fifth Street. We even, you know, we had. Um, you know, uh, number number places with um, you know with storefronts and and you know the informal I like to call it like the Europeans the informal trade 
the informal trade, you know, was prevalent. And, and where you see the big difference here a lot, we never had a big vacancy problem until now. We always had, you know, range between 5 and 8%, but it comes in the type of businesses. And the type of businesses is determined by the type of people on the street. So when I started, we had lots of, lots of food stands, fish markets, jewelry stores, you know, that type thing, and some um, some chains, not a lot of chains, and bodegas, that type thing. As the area started to improve, and again, that was after the Business Improvement District, then the area became a place that was marketable. And going back to what you said is that um, – People, when they come to an area looking at whether or not they want to invest, it doesn't bother them as much to see the conditions there that maybe are not the most desirable. But what they are looking for is something in place to address those issues. And that was something that my owners, particularly on the board, drove to me on and on and on. Mm -hmm. I would come to them and say, let's do some promotional this and some promotional that. And they kept pushing back saying, we need to be clean and safe, which is what these are about. And that's what you've done. That's what you've done. And that's why I believe that's why we have one minute left, Barbara, but I just want to get into just give me the top reasons why you've um, taken this bold step of the lawsuit against the state. Well, because we think that it will set back 30 years' worth of work. We do not believe that adding the dispensary to uh, the the 125th Street retail mix will help to alleviate some of the problems. We do think that the state, you know, avoided, you know, the process to include the community, you know, in in terms of what's there and what, um, I mean, what should go there. We also don't see that the state will really have uh, a real working relationship with us in order to maintain any negative impacts that come. And we also think that it could further the disinvestment, particularly the storefronts that are next to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we also see that we are at the point where we cannot afford another you know, major story about something happening, a shooting, uh, particularly around the drug culture, whether Mm -hmm. it's legal or illegal. Well, I got to tell you, the eyes of the world are watching this one, Barbara. It's getting a lot of attention. And uh, it's great that, you know, the folks like you, that you're standing up to be heard and making sure that the locality does have a say in what goes on 125th Street and other neighborhoods. Best of luck to you, Barbara Askins. Thanks so much for joining us on AM 970, and we hope to have you back again soon. Sure. Thank you, Christine. All right. Tonight at 7 on Radio Night Live, Kevin McCullough, glad to be with you. And tonight, Linda Perillo joins me to talk travel, virtual reality travel, and the advancement it is making with those in assisted living spaces, plus proper airplane seat etiquette. That's tonight at 7. For over a century, local broadcasting has evolved with the needs of the community. We move past the stigmas of opinion journalism and bring the most relevant news online, on air, and on the go. You have trusted us with your news, sports, weather, and entertainment. Trust us to keep moving with you. Text RADIO to 52886 and tell Congress local broadcasting is here to stay. 
This is Mike Gallagher. Visit the Holy Land with me in Inspiration Cruises and Tours. No other trip will be like Stand with Israel. StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com or call 855-565-5519. I have been talking about the court reporting program at Plaza College because court reporters are such an essential part of the legal field. Plaza College has been around since 1916, and not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The Accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. Students complete their curriculum in the new Center for Healthcare Simulation on Plaza's campus and within the best hospital systems in New York City. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It is incredible. If you want additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or the School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. You. Hello, this is John Leventhal. I am a partner in the law firm of Idala Bertuna and Kamins. I have been a lawyer for 43 years, including 13 years as a trial judge and 13 years as an appellate judge. I have presided over almost every kind of civil and criminal case, and I have seen litigants facing almost every legal problem you can imagine. What is the most important thing for a litigant to do? It is to obtain the right lawyer, someone with the ability to navigate you through the court system and achieve the best possible outcome. At Idala Bertuna and Cammons, that is what we offer. When I was on the bench, Idala Bertuna and Cammons earned the reputation of being the boutique law firm that fights passionately for their clients in the most professional manner in both civil and criminal cases. I am proud to be a member of the Idala Bertuna and Cammons law firm, where our lawyers will give you the powerful representation you all deserve. Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and I am in love with my shiny, bald, smooth head. Hemp Leaf products are made with all natural ingredients and essential oils to bring you comfort and relief and keep you looking young. Hemp Leaf is the next big thing in skin and body care. The whipped body butters and creams leave my skin feeling soft, smooth, hydrated, giving my aging skin the nourishment it needs to stay young and healthy. Their liquid black soap glides on, leaving my skin soft, crisp, and clean. They also have this amazing muscle rub called Icy Pot. The guys at Hemp Leaf also gave me samples of a remarkable neuropathy cream called Helixer that I gave to Marianne, and she uses it on her heels. She said it's been nothing short of a miracle. Within minutes, it soothes her aching feet. Remember, they don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in it. Visit them at HempLeaf.com. That's Hemp, H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F.com. Mention the name Arthur at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We return now with lifetime New Yorker and legal analyst, attorney Arthur Idala and the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Yeah, unless Arthur Idala is wheels up right now. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. Then you got Christine Nicholas from Radio Night Live on Friday nights uh, sitting in for Arthur Idala, the big dog, right? Uh, but we do have a recurring guest that Arthur has who's a dear friend of mine, Tom Harris, known as T Square in the Times Square environs. 
the uh, president of the Times Square Alliance. Welcome back, Tom Harris. How's it going? Uh, everything's great. I'm only known by T-Square by you, Christine. So well, so thank you for that. That's thank not you for true. perpetuating that. That is not true. Okay, so let me just a little backtrack here with the audience. So we go to uh, Caroline's on up. Broadway when Caroline's was... Uh, Unfortunately, before the landlord raised her rent and the rent was too damn high and she had to leave, we were, uh, we're having a night out at Caroline's getting some great comedy by Michael Che. Nice. Right? He was doing a residency there. And Tom Harris is the sucker that we put in the front row. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, and of course, you know, he, he didn't eat his French fries. So Michael Che is there just like hanging out on the bar stool, sipping back some, I don't know what. <laughs> so, and he's getting hungry and he starts, he starts asking Tom if he's going to eat his fries. <laughs> and he asked Tom, Tom Harris, what, what do you do for a living? <laughs> and Tom, what did you say? I didn't say anything. You said it all for me. <laughs> I said, he runs Times Square. He's the head of the Times Square Alliance. And without missing a cue, he's like, wait, his name's Tom? Now, it's T-Square. <laughs> and it is stuck, man. So you are not only T-Square to me, but you are T-Square to those who know, those who matter. Now the AM 970 listening audience knows you as T-Square. <laughs> I will not That's call right. you T-Square, Tom. Oh, come on. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> Matt, you are my friend. You are a true friend. <laughs> Well, Tom uh, Harris, give us a give us a report from the street. How are the visitor counts going? Uh, what's going on? So Tuesday is a magical day in Times Square, and I think it has to do to the author uh, Idala Power Hour. <laughs> Last Tuesday, we had four hundred and sixty eight thousand people walk through Times Square, thirty five percent over twenty nineteen. And to put that in perspective, our highest pedestrian count ever was 485,000. So we're pretty close to records on on Tuesdays. And our weekly averages are consistently over 300,000. Wow. So wait a second. You just said 485,000 is the record. When when was that set? That was a couple of years ago during a Christmas season. So it was holiday season. And you're talking only Tuesdays or just in general? Like I would think Wednesdays Tuesday, is going to be a pretty busy day, right? For whatever reason, the matinee days, I think because of where our cameras are, we're not getting those high pedestrian counts that we get on Tuesdays. So it's, it's yeah. magical Tuesdays, thanks to the author Idala Power Hour. That's my story, and I'm sticking All to right. it. All right. That's a good one. No, and also I think on Wednesdays, like, the people come where it's a high volume, right, at 1 o'clock, and then 2 o'clock, boom, they're tucked into their theater, right? And Times Square, you can kind of, like, have a nice, relaxing meal during matinee, when matinees happening, if you want to have a nice relaxing time in Times Square, I always find that that Wednesday when they're all tucked into theater is a really magical time to go. Speaking of the theater um, and dining, um, there's so much to see and do in Times Square, but I want to hit my two favorite things. Uh, Tom Harris, what do you recommend for those who may be uh, venturing into Times Square? So I recommend you visit our website at TS2.org. You'll find <laughs> oh, everything. Uh, everything, everything that's Times Square on our website, you can find great restaurants. And the thing about Times Square is there's something for everyone. You could have Taco Bell and you could go to La Bernadine <laughs> for a five-star uh, meal. Uh, Pink Taco just opened up at, at uh, Seven Times Square. That's great to go for uh, pre-theater meal, but there truly is something for everyone in Times Square. And and uh, the Tonys are back on, so mm -hmm. make sure you go see those Broadway shows now before before there's a run on them.
Yeah, I've um, we'll do. And I've heard some great things about Pink Taco, and not just because it's Taco Tuesday. <laughs> it's at Seven <laughs> Times Square, and it just opened in April. Um, the popular national taco brand just opened a 10,500-square-foot restaurant. I mean, it seats over 300 diners on two floors and late-night menus and, of course, a happy hour. So I haven't tried it yet, Pink Taco, but I'm, I'm willing to try it. I was there the other day, and it's worth the trip. Okay. All right, good. How's Gordon Ramsay's fish and chips? Because he scares me. I don't know. He just seems like <laughs> he's going to, like, come out of the back and scream at me if I, like, don't eat the taco right. Well, that's what I would think, too. But from what I hear, and I don't know if I'm uh, – anyone who's met him said that he's a great person, that that uh, that his TV personality is not the way he is when you meet him. So yeah. I think people would be pleasantly surprised. That's doing well. It's on 44th Street, just off, just east of the bow tie. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to go for your fish and chips, mm -hmm. uh, it's a great place. Yes. Yep. No, and it opened. It opened during Christmas time, so tough time to. And I, and I do hear that about him too. In all fairness, I mean, I think you have to be uh, a nice, decent guy if you're going to be so successful as he's been. And he's got this personality that's perfect for uh, for television nowadays. Um, also, I hear great things about Mermaid Inn, the Oyster Bar. You know that was also Mermaid Inn is fantastic. Yeah, and and what's what what what's great about that is you have the a la carte group with their has has so much faith in Times Square that this is their third venture. They have Carmine's Virgils and the um, Mermaid Inn, fantastic place to go for some seafood, a drink before a play. I mean, it's amazing how many new eateries Times Square is hosting. Uh, we just named a few of them: Brooklyn Deli, Times Square. Uh, Fireman Hospitality Group, that's another new one. Uh, Urban Hawker, Carrot Express, uh, T-Bar, Times Square. Um, I haven't been to that one yet. Uh, it opened is in that, Where is that? It says 315 West 46th Street, second floor. T-Bar, oh, okay. Times Square. On, All right, maybe on, we need to go. Restaurant Road, yes. Maybe we, we need, need to, to check that one. <laughs> stop by every bar in Times Square. <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh, and the other thing we should probably do soon, uh, Tom Harris, is do one of our outside broadcasts again. That was a lot of fun. And by the way, last time we did it, I think, was December 8th or, or so, and it was freezing. It was a little cold. <laughs> it was yeah, just a little. Cold. It was not cold. That's because you tried the hot toddies that they started bringing out. I think <laughs> Mermaid Inn came over, uh, you know, a couple Whatever of Whatever gets you through the show, Christine. Wait a second. I like you see how he turned the tables there <laughs> on on Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, Times Square, T Square, turn the tables. Ha! Look, there's Tisk, lots of ways tisk. to stay warm, and that's definitely <laughs> one of the good ways. Yes, hot toddies is definitely uh, something. So, uh, Times Square Tuesday, Times Square, T Square. Tell tell us more about what you can do in Times Square. What can we look forward uh, with the summertime coming? So with the summertime coming, we have our plaza programming. So um, we just finished up our, our Tuesday DJ uh, set. Um, we have over 80 shows uh, during the summer. Tomorrow we're going to have live music with M Social at Broadway and 43rd. So that's at 5 o'clock. And on Friday we're going to have uh, dance with the alley um, with, with the Alvin Alley Extension on Broadway and 46th Street. Wow. So, you know, again, visit our website, tsq.org. You'll see under TSQ Live, you'll see all of our performances. And if you're in Times Square at 1157 at night, 
you have to check out our Midnight Moment. I was there Friday night. Uh, this month, we have Alana Harris, Barbeau's Liquid Gold, over 90 of the, the billboards, um, the, the screens have this public art project, and it is just a sight to be seen. So if you're out there or if you want something great to do, 364 nights of the year, make your way to Times Square at 1157. It's really a fantastic thing. I have seen it. It's magical. Uh and there aren't that many people out there, although it can get, you know, it's fun. It's festive. So midnight moment. Thank you, Tom Harris, for joining us on Arthur Idella Power Hour on AM 970, The Answer. We'll see you soon. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Take care, guys. Take care, Tom. Well, you heard it. Midnight moment. Got a lot of great restaurants. Times Square is hot. Get there. Or B, T-Square. <laughs> <laughs> This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Battling for years and years stuck in the endless cycle of minimum payments could take decades. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Total Financial now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. Let's go on a trip. My friend and morning show host Joe Piscopo has teamed up with Steve Perillo to create a special offer to our AM 970 audience, a special Perillo tour with Joe Piscopo. Three nights in Rome, seeing the important sites like the Vatican, the Colosseum, the Forum, as well as a special dinner performance by Joe Piscopo, which is so much fun. Then fly to Sicily and spend four nights in Taromina with day trips like Syracusa, adorned by Greek, Roman, and Baroque architecture. Next, Taromina's Godfather Tour. Visit the medieval villages of Forza de Argo and Savoca. See the famous Bar Vitelli, where Michael Corleone asked Apollonia's father for her hand in marriage. Next, on to beautiful Palermo for three more nights before flying home. Rome and Sicily, what a great customized trip. A Perillo tour is a stress-free, escorted vacation where you don't lift a finger. So call today, 1-800-431-1515. That's one 800 3-1-1-5-1-5, or go to perillotours.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. All right, you know what that means, people. It means that Arthur Idella has just left the building, has allowed me to take control with Matt. We can finally get some good music on here. <laughs> finally, right? I mean, come on. The B-52s basically said summer is right around the corner. And when you think of the summer, 
I think a rock lobster. What do you think, Matt? I think a rock lobster, the beach. The beach. The parks. How about amusement parks? Amusement parks, like, for sure. on the water, right? Mm, there's some. There's a few good there, ones out there. There are a few good ones, but there's one I'm thinking of in particular, which is Rye Playland. <laughs> it's one of the best, one of the oldest, the iconic. And, man, we have a guest tonight on AM 970, The Answer, Stacy Schuster. Welcome to the show, and uh, welcome. You know, tell us what's going on with Rye Playland. It opens up Saturday. Thanks, Christine. And yes, Rock Lobster, perfect summer music. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rye Playland, so much happening here. May twentieth, this Saturday, we are opening our gates to the first visitors of the summer. Very exciting. Yep. And it, by the way, I mean. It opened up, let's just give a little context to uh, Playland and Rye, 1928, right? And this was, right. this was one of the earliest ones. Um, they are known for the home of the historic Dragon Coaster, right? And you also that have some correct. other iconic rides there that it still operates. I mean, so you're going to Ab- go on the Dragon Coaster, folks. Which Absolutely. You're going to come to Playland, and not only are you going to see all that's new and different, but you're going to also be able to do the things that perhaps your grandparents did in 1928, like ride the Dragon Coaster, like ride Crazy Mouse. Um, There is so much legacy. This park is steeped in history and tradition and so many, you know, the, the first thing that anybody who hears the words playland says, oh, my grandfather did this. My mother took me here. My kids went here when they were little. It's, it's crazy. It's, it, the amount of legacy and history, it's beautiful. It's actually, it really makes this park something so special. And it's right on the water. Beautiful Long Island Sound. It has a spectacular boardwalk. Right. So and in fact, my father, who uh, grew up in Brooklyn, he told me back in the day there was a ferry that he would take with his pals and they would get right to Rye and they were able to really, you know, escape the heat of of Brooklyn and really enjoy the country. They called Rye back then the country. (laughs) I guess it's still the country. But, you know, speaking about New Yorkers getting to Rye Playland, Stacey, what would you recommend? So there's many ways to get to Rye Playland. Obviously, you can drive your car. Uh, we are in partnership with Metro North, the MTA. You could do a, uh, a getaway day through Metro North, which includes a rail ticket and a, and a ticket to the park. You can swim here if you're so desired, if, you're sw- if your swim arms are really, really good. Yeah. Um, Gertrude Ederly. I mean, you know, hey, she swam the English Channel. She may as well swim up to Rye Playland, exactly. folks. Exactly. Um, the Beeline Bus, which is a Westchester County uh, public bus system, that also has stops here. So, like I said, there's many ways. Uh, we, do, we do get a lot of drive-in traffic, but we do get a lot of people who – Come in. Uh, listen, a lot of people who live in Rye will ride their bikes here. Some wow. of the kids will ride their bikes and just lock them up at the uh, on a bike lock. Well, I understand if you take the Metro North, which is you, you get it right out of Grand Central. It's an easy stop. You're on the New Haven line, and then once you get there, there's a free trolley, I believe, that goes to Rye. Playland. That is correct. That's that pretty correct. amazing. So when you get off, that is amazing. You know, it again, the, the it's so beloved that people want to make it easy for people to get here. So, yes, if you're on the MTA and you get off at the Rye Stop, we're about a mile away 
from the Rye train station, but there is a free shuttle during the season that will take you the one mile and drop you right at our entrance. And so it is very, very easy to get here. Excellent. And Stacy, when uh, folks get there this year, let's say people go every year. I do. I have come across a few folks who are like I go every year. What would they be able to see different this year than in previous years? What improvements? Absolutely. Have you done? Yeah. There's there's just so much going on, and at every turn, there's something new to see or experience. So the first thing that I think people will notice that's different is our Fountain Plaza. Uh, for the first time in maybe ever, there is one point of entry. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't other gates and groups can go to one gate and people and families and pick up. And, but there is sort of this focal point of an entry, and we're calling it the Fountain Plaza. For those that may remember it, it used to be mini golf, and that's where the mini golf was located. But now there is a $2 million fountain that sings and dances and does a light show and performs for you. The fountain basically performs for you. And that is at the entrance um, of, the, of the park itself. Now, to, to finish off the Fountain Plaza, uh, we've also added our new play shop, which is our retail gift shop. We are also opening, not this weekend, but Memorial Day weekend, what we're calling Playverse. Um, an immersive adventure, which is basically a 10-station interactive selfie museum or, inter, you know, interaction, if you will. And you go in, and it's family-friendly, and you can take all kinds of interactive pictures with rainbows and jellyfish and such interesting things. And then hopefully you come out of there and you snap away yeah. and you take pictures snap and, and then you send. share. Snap and post. <laughs> and see? snap and share, exactly. <laughs> they, and they didn't and have share. that in 1928, right? <laughs> now you're talking our no, language. your dad nor mine did the yeah. snap and share. When you got teenage kids and you want to get them to Rye Playland, let them know that there's a selfie awareness virtual something or another. <laughs> they'll be, Absolutely. They'll Play run to it. Immersive adventure. Immersive. Okay. <laughs> uh, but then also you've got the Playland Pool, which will be opening in 2023. I think that was closed for a couple of years, right? We do. We have that reopening, correct. Mm -hmm. That was. Uh, it's been closed since COVID. And we are reimagining the beach and the pool area. So West, in conjunction with Westchester County, uh, they've put in a new $30 million pool, which is spectacular. And then we've added furniture and food and fun. And we've got a 35-foot beach slide wow. uh, right on the beach. So it, it, it's super, super cool. Oh, my it's gosh. super fun. I there can't is wait. Tons to do. I know. I can't wait to have you here. So Saturday there it opens. I, I want to I be the first one there. What time, can I, what time does it open on Saturday, Stacey? We will be waiting for you at 11 a.m. on Saturday, May the 20th. You will be. You can be my first person. Okay. I'm you, I'm going to save a spot for you. Well, I hear. I hear the Port Chester marching band will be there as well, ushering that people, and that is really exciting. You guys, you know, Nick Singer, Jeff Davis. <laughs> You know, you guys have really done an amazing job of making the community feel welcome uh, for opening day, May 20th, Playland Fountain Plaza. Uh, you know, this the 95th year of Playland. I mean, the, you got to go. Right. And if you've never been, it'll be a whole new experience. And if you have been, go back and try it because it sounds like they have really invested so much 
uh, to make we it. We really have. It, it's really incredible. I'm so happy for you. I'm happy for Westchester. I'm happy for, you know, New Yorkers to have this option to just be able to come up. Uh, look, you know, there's other amusement parks, but this one I think is, is truly special because when you're there, it's like a walk back in time. You know, you just feel relaxed the moment you yeah. come in. It really is I mean, the beautiful. The Art Deco and the colonnades yeah. and, and just everything surrounding, you know, you feel like you've taken a step back, but we're taking it into the 21st century. So it, it is a beautiful marriage of legacy and new. Yep. And so where can people get more information on, on tickets and everything? to do playland.com we make it very make it easy playland.com you could buy your tickets you can get information on food and on all of the activities mm-hmm. where we're, we're putting kayaks in the water we're putting paddle boats in the lake yep. we're doing yoga on the beach oh We've my got, gosh if, now what, you just you, now, all you need is a summer wind now <laughs> stacy so leave it to frank a, he's gonna he's gonna carry us out to the beautiful awesome. vision of rye playland <laughs> have a great summer we'll see you on saturday at the opening of playland thank you so much christine Two sweethearts and the summer wind. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.